Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols. Today, we're going to talk about how to be clutch. We've got a lot of ground to cover, so let's get right into it. You're on the 72nd hole of the championship with a one-shot lead. The 18th hole is a challenging par 4. The fairway is narrow, with out-of-bounds left and water right. The undulating green is surrounded by bunkers and difficult chipping areas. You've played this hole well so far. You've made two pars and a birdie over the three previous days. Your game is good today. You're three under and riding some momentum going into this final hole. But even though you're comfortable and confident in your game, you feel the pressure. You looked at the leaderboard coming off 17 and you know what you need to do to close it out. You notice the nerves and you try to calm yourself on the tee shot. But they get the better of you. You pull the drive. It's bad, but it stays in bounds. You get to your ball. You've got 205 yards to the pin. The hole location is tucked on the right, just over a bunker. The group in front just finished, and you check the leaderboard and confirm that you still have a one-shot lead, and a par will get you the win. So you aim well left to avoid the short-sided miss. You hit your four-iron well, but it comes up short of the green. You're going to have to get up and down to win the tournament. You get to your ball on the fringe. It's a pretty straightforward chip in normal circumstances, but this isn't normal. You know the large crowd of people around the green is here to watch you try to finish it out on the final hole. You grab your wedge to hit your go-to shot. The nerves are really flowing now. You analyze the undulation, and you get a good feel for what this shot will require. You get back to the ball. You're feeling good about this shot, but you know it has to be good to make par. You're over the ball. The club feels different in your hand. You swing at the chip. The grass was into the grain, and you hit behind the ball just enough for it to come out dead. The ball only goes half the distance between you and the hole. You just left yourself a 30-footer for par. The emotions are rushing in now. You know how rare it is to make a 30-footer, especially on this green with this kind of pressure. You have to fight to not let yourself feel defeated already. But you get into your process for this putt. Maybe you can make something crazy happen. Maybe you can will it in. After all, great players elevate their game to their highest when it means the most, right? All you can think about over this putt is trying to make it go in. You want everyone to forget about that not-so-clutch chip by making this putt. You hit the putt. It's heading towards the hole, but it peels away in the last few feet and misses low. Your speed was good, so you tap in for bogey, but you feel dejected. You just gave away this easy win. All you had to do was hit a few good shots, and you would have won. Maybe you're not a clutch player after all. Because you feel mentally defeated, you go to the playoff, and you just don't have your stuff. Your opponent makes par and wins the tournament. Why wasn't this player able to perform in the clutch and win the event? Why did they falter? when they've been able to do well the entire tournament up to that point? What did they do wrong at the end that caused them to lose? I want to go through uh, the different concepts for how this player could have performed well when the pressure was highest. This will hopefully help you learn why our view of clutch is flawed, what is a proper view of clutch, and how this can help us do better under pressure. Our player thought that good players raise their game to the highest, when it means the most. 
this is only partially true. I attempted to tackle this concept in a previous episode titled How to Simulate Pressure in Practice. You may have listened to it, but I didn't do it as clearly as I would have liked. I got some good feedback from that episode, and I want to hopefully bring a little more clarity to the subject of better players play better under pressure. Think of a ladder. A ladder has rungs. If you've ever seen a ladder, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) A ladder has rungs. Who hasn't seen a ladder? Now apply the different levels of pressure that you might encounter to each rung, from bottom to top, least to greatest pressure. I like to think of your bottom rung of pressure as being on the range at your home course completely by yourself. This is your bottom rung of pressure because there are the least amount of consequences to your shots. And the second from the bottom rung is where there is slightly more pressure because there are slightly more consequences to your shots. For most, this would be at your home course playing by yourself. Then the third pressure rung is even more pressure because there are even more consequences. Maybe it's your home course playing with others. Then home course competing against others then competing at a different golf course, and on and on all the way up to the very highest level of pressure you could be in. For me thus far, that's the championship match of the U.S. Mid-Amateur. This is how the different levels of pressure work. Now, let's add another layer to this, your different levels of skill. At the bottom rung of the ladder, for us, that's by yourself on the driving range, is where you are at your current peak level of skill. It might not be what you wish your peak level of skill was, but nonetheless, that's when you're at it. How do I know that's when you're at your peak level of skill? Because when the pressure is the lowest is when your skill level is the highest. When you're on this bottom rung of the pressure ladder is when you are able to perform at your very best. Your shot dispersion pattern on your irons is tighter. Your contact on your driver is better. You read the greens more clearly and correctly. In fact, you do all of these at your very best. How you perform in this comfortable, no-consequence environment is your peak ability. But when you go up a rung on the pressure ladder, your skill level drops just a little each time. Let's say the next rung up on the pressure ladder is you playing by yourself on your home course. Because there's more consequences for where your shots go, this means there's more pressure, which means your skill level will be lower. More consequences equals more pressure, which equals lower skill level. One of the key points is that this doesn't just apply to bad golfers who can't seem to play under pressure. I know it feels like that sometimes, like only I can't perform well under pressure, but good players can. No, no, no. This applies to everyone. This is what I call a law of golf, meaning it applies across the board to every player. We can call this the law of pressure. Here it is, the law of pressure. The higher the pressure, the lower your skill level. This applies to everyone from a 36 handicap to the best player in the world. Now, I know this goes against our typical notion of what clutch means. Just like our 72nd hole player from our example, we tend to think that the best players raise their game when the moment calls for it. It seems like Tiger always makes that putt when he needs to, or Michael Jordan always made the shot when it mattered most, 
or Michael Phelps always made that final push under the most intense pressure. It seems this way. But we know, based on the law of pressure, that this isn't true. Let's give some uh, some evidence to it. As Adam Fromel says in his article titled Debunking the Myth of Clutch in the NBA Once and for All, quote, It's because we want these men who play the game to be heroes. We want them to do things that we can't do, like drilling game winners every single time they attempt one, even though that's by no means possible, unquote. When we see Tiger make that last putt, or more recently, John Rahm making those long, sweeping left-to-righters on the 71st and 72nd holes of the 2021 U.S. Open, as you remember, was awesome, like amazing, you would think clutch moments. We see that as clutch because we want to see that as clutch. We want to elevate these players to hero status. But again, as Fromel puts it, quote, We don't remember the countless number of times that it clanged off the rim and the player who shot it had to hang his head and walk off the court with a dejected expression. Unquote. We tend to only remember those amazing moments the player pulled off that incredible shot on the last hole, but we like to forget all the times a player does what our 72nd hole golfer in our example did, or what we feel like we do every time. More often than we realize, players are dropping to lower levels of skill when the pressure gets higher. Yes, players have done incredible things under incredible circumstances. These things are not anomalies as much as they are just the regular things that happen in golf. Given enough time, they're going to happen on the last hole of the biggest tournament. But if the law of pressure says that the higher the pressure, the lower the skill level, that makes it sound like we are destined to always play worse under pressure. That's not exactly very helpful or encouraging. I know you didn't come to this podcast to say you're never going to play good under pressure. <laughs> this is where we introduce practice. Thus far, we've discussed how pressure affects your skill, but what can you do to overcome this law of pressure? Or better put, what can you do within this law of pressure that will help you improve the way you perform in those big moments? Now that we know that the higher the pressure is, the lower your skill level will be, what does that tell us that we need to do with our skill level? Think about this for a second. If we know our skill is going to drop when the heat is on, where do we want our skill to be when that happens? We want our skill to be higher. So when our skill drops, it is still good enough to perform. This is where the concept of good players play better under pressure comes in. At first hearing this concept, it sounds contradictory to what we've talked about so far. Wait, you said the higher the pressure, the lower the skill level. And this applies to everyone. So how can you say that good players play better under pressure? Let's combine all of our concepts so far to make sense of this. Concept number one was the pressure ladder. Every higher rung of the ladder means more pressure. Concept number two was your skill levels. The higher you go up on the pressure ladder, the lower your skill level gets. Concept number three now is be at a higher level of skill to allow for the drop. Because we know it's impossible to perform better under more pressure, the player that does well under pressure isn't willing the ball into the hole or finding a game they didn't have. Or to use our favorite term, they aren't clutch. 
They are simply falling down to a higher level than other players. Everyone in the situation is encountering the effects of pressure, but the player who did the best in that moment is the one whose drop-down skill is still the highest. Now, yes, because golf skill ebbs and flows, the quote-unquote best player doesn't always win. But this is another topic for another episode. I'd love to get into that someday of like, why doesn't the best player quote unquote always win? Or how do you know who the best player is? Or how do you become the best player? Why isn't the best player always winning? You know, that kind of thing. But that's for another time. So maybe you've got the concept already, but if you're still not quite grasping it, let's see if applying it to your game helps solidify it for you. And if you've already got the concept, let's just see how you can do this. If we agree that the concept of be at a higher level of skill to allow for the drop is true, then your job is clear to be at a higher level of skill. This is done through the many ways you can improve your golf game. Practicing more, practicing in better ways, planning your time better, working with an instructor, having good facilities, improving your fitness and nutrition, and much more. I encourage you to go listen to the episode, How to Improve During the Off-Season, for some specifics on what you can do to improve your skill. You need to get your game to previously unattainable levels of skill, so that when the pressure raises and your skill drops, your level of skill is still sufficient for the situation. So you see how simply becoming a better golfer will help you play better under pressure. This is what I meant in that past episode by better players play better under pressure. In order to play better under pressure, you must first become a better player. Now, there is another side to this coin. You can use your mind to bring the level of pressure down. This is the more strictly mental side of the coin. Back to the pressure ladder. Remember that the higher you go up on the pressure ladder, the lower your skill will be. So, what if we could drop ourselves down a rung on that ladder by lowering the pressure of the situation so that our skill will stay higher? What can you do to bring the level of pressure of a shot round tournament down so that your skill isn't affected by that pressure as much? Well, first, you can go listen to the previous 120 episodes of The Mental Golf Show. But after you've done that and you still need help, you can start by asking yourself some questions in the mirror. What about tournaments puts pressure on you? Is it the prize you could win? Is it the players that you would have to beat? Is it the prestige or history of the event? Is it the golf course where it's played? For me, it's a mixture of the status and recognition of other players, as well as the prize I could win. As you heard in the How to Set Goals for 2022 episode, I have a goal of winning a U.S. Mid-Am in the next five years. I want to be seen as a player that's part of the amateur golf conversation. That's important to me. I, I want to be part of that of those circles, part of that conversation. I want to be invited to those big tournaments. And I, of course, want the invitation to the Masters and exemption into the U.S. Open, as well as exemptions in the future U.S. Mid-Ams. Who doesn't want that? Everyone wants that prize. These prizes are what increases the pressure of the U.S. Mid-Am for me. Anytime there is importance placed on something, the level of pressure will increase proportionally. 
And because I label the U.S. mid-am as very important, the pressure is therefore very high. But this importance truly is made up in my own mind. Yes, any amateur golfer you ask would agree that the U.S. mid-am is important. But how important is completely relative. If you were to ask some random person on the street, they would say the U.S. mid what? They would place zero importance on it. So, if your task is to lower the importance of the shot round tournament in order to lower the pressure, how can you do this? A good start is to adjust your perspective. If you realize how many other important things there are in life, you will quickly adjust your view of that super important event. Now, yes, I know you can't just wave a magic wand and feel differently about wanting to win a big tournament. I can't just magically care less about winning the U.S. Mid-Am. Or can I? Hear me out. This is what happened to me at the 2017 U.S. Mid-Am and the months leading up to it. I had just started dating my now wife, Kayla, in July of 2017, three months before the Mid-Am. I had been working incredibly hard on my game up to that point, but when she came into my life, I realized that golf wasn't that important, ultimately. This allowed me to relax my grip on golf. Metaphorically speaking, not my actual grip. I, my grip stayed the same. What I thought at the time was that it was allowing me to play to my potential, but I was only half right. What it was really doing was lowering the importance of the tournaments I was playing, which helped prevent my game from dropping down the pressure ladder. I was able to play better under pressure because there was less pressure. Now, yes, like I said, I had been practicing incredibly hard with a high level of quality for 12 straight months up to that point. But that was only one side of the coin. The other side of the coin was lowering the pressure of the event. So, broadening your perspective on golf is one mental way to lower the importance of a tournament and therefore lower the pressure that can make your game drop down in skill level. Another way to lower the pressure of a tournament is something that I've heard from my mentor, Robert Limville, as well as reading Bob Rotella books. You've maybe heard this too. Give every shot the same low level of importance. Robert constantly reinforced me with this mentality back then, and he still does. How do you do this? Giving every shot the same low level of importance is simply a realization that no shot is truly more important than another. Every shot holds the same literal value to your round. Yes, certain shots have greater or lesser impacts on strokes gained and all those kind of stats, but in the most literal sense, every shot simply adds one shot to your total. So to give any shot more or less importance is something you would have to make up in your own mind. So, we have two solutions for how to help your game be better despite the pressure you'll be encountering. One side of the coin is building your game up to the level of pressure that you're under. As I like to say, make practice really hard so tournaments feel really easy. And the other side of the coin is using your mentality to bring the level of pressure down to the level of your skill, giving every shot the same low level of importance. These are weapons for you to use in your fight against pressure. Here's some homework for you. Next time you're watching golf and you see a player do something that seems clutch, 
Look at it from the perspective that they're able to perform this way, not because they are playing outside of themselves or willing the ball into the hole, but rather because they have trained in such a way to make their game still good despite the pressure. The intensity of the situation made their skill level lower, but they are still able to play well because their lower level of skill is still extremely high. And they remain confident because they have that past preparation and past results to believe in. And in addition to that, they are using their mind to lower the importance of the situation. They are calm and comfortable as a result of the combination of hard work and good perspective. In order for you to perform well under the most intensive situations, like having to make par on a difficult 72nd hole to win a big tournament, don't blindly hope you'll play well and try to will the ball in the hole. We all have tried to do that. You must attack the situation in the lead up to and during the moment in a productive and intentional way. Through improving your skill level and simply becoming a better golfer, you will have the necessary ability to play sufficiently when the pressure is higher. And through using your mind to lower the importance and therefore lower the pressure of the moment, you'll allow yourself to have that quiet confidence that is essential to performing in those big moments. Pressure will always make you play worse. So practice hard to build your game up and use your mind to bring the pressure down. If you know someone who needs help with this part of the game, who tends to struggle in the big moment, send them this episode. To know exactly when the latest episode of The Mental Golf Show is posted, subscribe to the podcast and follow at Mental Golf Show on Twitter and Instagram. If you have questions or ideas for topics for The Mental Golf Show, send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to take the next step and work one-on-one with a mental coach, you've come to the right place. I work with players all over the globe on the exact things we discuss in the episodes of this podcast, but most importantly, we apply them to their individual situations. Sometimes having someone to talk things through with is all you need. To contact me about coaching or anything else in your mind, email me foundationsgolf at gmail.com. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols. Go build that game up. Go lower that pressure with your mind. And I'll see you guys next time.